0: You're listening to the sports spectacular powered by Illini on the Illini guys radio network. Now let's get back to the studio. We
1: jump right into our number two here at the sports spectacular, Larry Smith, Brad Surdy, Mike Cagley. We're the Illini guys. As always, we invite you to join us on Illini premium insider info stuff, great articles, interesting podcasts, great guests. Uh, we just heard from Illini hoop assistant Jeff Alexander last hour.
2: Uh, What a great guy. Uh, Such a fun guy to talk to. Um, He's in a kind of in his dream job, I guess, at the University of Illinois, being from Lincoln. And he's living a dream on a team that's ranked in the top 10. So that's got to be pretty fun for him.
3: Uh, You talk about a fantastic guest. I think people really um, will enjoy what he had to say. And I'd love to have somebody who's so excited about University of Illinois basketball.
2: Yeah, it's pretty cool. You got him and Chester Frazier on the staff. Both guys are, you know, Brad Underwood too, but guys, Illinois ties, guys that are you know, really bought in and really want to be a part of this. And so uh, Jeff Alexander, man, uh, boy, it's exciting to have uh, guys on staff like that.
1: Yeah, that was uh, awesome stuff. And again, the 30 for 30 podcast you can find on IlliniGuys.com or uh, again, wherever you find your podcast. But again, uh, IlliniGuys.com, seven-day free trial, so it's easy to, Take us for a test drive, G U Y S G-U-Y-S.com. All right, uh, it's football weekend, Illini versus Charlotte, 11 a.m. kickoff at Memorial Stadium. It's on BTN. Let's get down to brass tacks, guys. Back-to-back games now that Illinois could have won but didn't. Now three of their four losses came down to the final possession. Uh, head coach Brett Bielema talked about the growing pains of getting to where he wants his team to be. Let's listen in and we'll discuss on the other side.
4: Everybody wants to concentrate on why we lost, right? And I I, believe me, I'm, I'm diving into that knee deep and going through it, but I want you to understand that it's actually a step in the right direction to be disappointed that we finished close, right? Like I can't accept that. I don't want to finish close, but we're in the battle. We're in the competition. We're right there knocking on the door and that is why it hurts so much. They didn't leave the field in a bad, bad place, right? They've they been competitive in Big Ten play, and we want to win these games, and we're going to win these games. But unfortunately, we have to go through some learning pains. I have to learn our offense, our defense, and our, and our special teams roster. I'm working with a group of coaches that will work better to get better on every play, and that's what I kind of stressed to them is, Unfortunately, these last two have ended in defeat in Big Ten play, so what do we have to do to change, right? And it could be as simple as one play, it could be as simple as a series, it could be as simple as a scheme. Uh, As a coach, like I ask every one of our coaches um, how I can be different, right? So as a head coach, I need to be different. Uh, As a coach that's in charge of a positional group room, or in Ryan and Tony's case, a, a, a unit, those are all things that, that will evolve and get better with time. And that, that's kind of where we're at. So Yeah,
2: I, I think, um, you know, he's right. It, the close losses have to hurt, but I, I'd prefer that they didn't hurt me as bad as they do. I, I feel like there were times I was like Joffrey from Game of Thrones as I would jump out the window So um, during watching these games. So uh, at the end. so Joffrey? <laughs> yeah, hey, <laughs> hey, throwing that out there, man. That's Prince, sci-fi. Prince, Prince Bradley? Yeah. <laughs> It could have been i jumping out the window but the, you're you're really focusing on the wrong thing mike i'm talking about jumping out the window well, oh that worried wasn't about, jo- yeah was that joffrey i wasn't it who was it i thought it was the other one I, okay you're really you're still missing the point mike <laughs> he talks about having hurt and i'm hurting i'm hurting no this is no it's really is it's one of those things I mean, it's growing pains there is there are growing pains there's no question but at the same time, you know, you'd like to have some – you can still learn from winning. You can make mistakes, learn from mistakes, and still win some games. I, I think that's okay.
3: Yeah, I think it was Tommen who jumped out the window. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, the, I guess the way I looked at it is in life, there's two type of people. There's a the type of person that you say, don't put your hand on the burner because you burn. And they go, huh, I don't think I want to do that. And then there's a the type of people who put the hand on the burner and they learn. And I think now coaches tried to coach these kids through what's going on necessary to win. And I think they've made a lot of progress because these games were close, but in the end they have paid a, um, they've paid a price now. So maybe uh, it's not going to be the coaching that gets them through it, but the pain that they've had to suffer at the hands of these other teams.
1: Well, and, and that's one thing to jump in and join you guys with this, that. And I've kind of said this before, and I'm with Brad, you can win and still learn. <laughs> There's nothing yeah, that. I'm, yeah. yeah that'd, that'd be great too. But, I, but I, again, I, I think that still what we don't see in the locker room is that there has to undergo a culture change. This is not a program that has had really any, any consistent modicum of success since before these guys, most of them were born. So, I mean, You've got to you've got to change a culture, and I think part of that is again in terms of and and the coaches. He said also he's got to be better. Coaches got to be better. Um, we've talked before. You know, Brad has said even back to the UTSA game. He's questioned some of the play calling, watching it there in the booth. So um, I, I, you know, if 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 we're eight and four in two years, you can look back and say, okay, great, he was right. Um, if they're five and seven, well, maybe not.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's it definitely takes time. I mean, and, and I you have to give the guy time to get his players in here. The one one positive I'll say is the guys that he's brought in, his own guys, McRae, um, Hart, they're good. They've been productive and they've been good. So that tells you maybe he can assess talent. You're going to get enough talent in here that you know if we have and, and you know every coach has makes. There's no perfect coach out there. Um, you know, so everybody we all make mistakes when we're coaching, but at the same time. You know, everybody wants to win, so I think you get frustrated. you just want to get over that hump and and you want to win a game here or there and, and I guess being a line I fan as Mike said, is like putting your hand on the, the burner and keeping it there. Is that what you're saying?
3: Permanently. Well <laughs> you know and I, I just think there's two things that I expect of every player and every coach is when they look they walk away from a situation they said, what could I have done or what could I have said that would have got a better outcome? And, and that's what they need to work on. And I don't care if it's, it goes from the head coach all the way down to the to the water boy trying to figure that out. And that's all I ask they do.
1: Well, and let's hope that it happens and we'll see again if lessons were learned as they take on uh, Charlotte. Hang with us right now, a quick timeout. The latest recruiting news is up next. Keds Recruiting Roundup. When we
0: continue, this is a Sports Spectacular powered by IlliniGuys.com. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys radio network. Thank
1: you Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business, whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224 880 6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224 880 6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimates. Once again,
5: actually deliver on their promises call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com
1: it's the alana guys sports spectacular once per show we put on our cowboy hat and boots Strap on the chaps, go out and watch the tumbleweed blow by, because we know what's coming. It's Ked's Recruiting Roundup, IlliniGuys.com Director of Recruiting. Kendrick Prince with the latest juice on the future Illini. Ked, every time we introduce you, I just close my eyes and picture you in a big 10-gallon hat riding up on your horse. How are you?
6: Not bad. How, how, how are you guys this evening? I love the intro. It gets better every week.
1: Yeah, no, I doesn't it though? And I and I and your reaction is outstanding. Just, just the grin just ear to ear is always good stuff.
3: After you've rescued somebody's mom.
1: Exactly. Oh, exactly I knew that was coming too, yeah, baby. That's right. There's a recruit's mom somewhere that you just say, Hey, talk about recruiting. Let's get in right into this. a couple of guys this week who made their college picks and did not pick Illinois.
6: No, uh Ken Whitmore. You know, Illinois really, really put their, their best foot forward. They did all they could to try to, you know, get this East Coast kid to come to the Midwest and to be a part of, you know, the Fighting Illini. But I just, you know, at the end of the day, I think the proximity was a big factor. Brain Huff is another guy that I kind of, I, you know, I didn't see Gonzaga, but it's hard to have, you know, those kids. You know, Gonzaga is one of the top programs now. They're not considered a blue blood but they really should be. So you can't, you know, go wrong and you can't blame a kid because Gonzaga's been at the top of the the basketball charts for like the last 10 or 15 years. So I can't blame the kid for that.
2: Huff's one of those kids. I feel like the Illinois, he was a kid you would have had to get in on early to get and start a really early relationship. And Illinois didn't have that relationship early on. And so then they're behind the eight ball trying to get him. And it was tough for the new staff to come in there and do that.
6: But they did a good job, you know, and I have, we have to give them credit. They really, really, you know, tried and they did all they could to try to make a ground. And I think next year in a situation like this, I don't think they'll lose kids like that. No, and it's two dynamic players. I guess
3: um, I didn't get a chance to see Whitmore live. I know Brad did. I saw Huff live and he was extremely impressive. So um, those, if you're going to be going after players, at least we're going after the cream of the crop. And to your point, Ked, um, Brad, I know there was some discussion about a recruiting, uh, basketball recruiting trip to go out uh, West and look for some talent. And you would, you wanted to talk a little bit about that.
6: Well, you know what? I know the uh, coach, Jeff Alexander is the one guy who's out West and he, um, he was out there and, I know they're, you know, they're looking at a big seven-foot kid. Um, I, dream down queue, I think it's how you says his name, seven-foot kid from conference prep. Um, and I know another kid they were looking at was Mookie Cook, a five-star kid in the class of 2023. I know the class of 22 is not done, but they really, really started to extend their look as far as, you know, being out there on the West Coast. I know a kid that Brad um, talked about on, on our message boards that he really liked was Dusty Stomer. Um, a uh, 23 kid of six, six foot six wings from California,
2: yeah. They saw it, and they, you know, the compass preps, of course, where Kylan Boswell, the 23 kid that Illinois has a kid, you've had a chance to talk to them a little bit, and he's a kid that Illinois likes a lot in that 23 class as well.
6: I'll tell you what, this, this is really unique. This is a, a, a good situation, you know. When Brad Underwood first got to Illinois, he had to sell his program, now it's selling itself. They're in a good situation to where they can put their product on, on the court and kids are buying into it. The Boswell and the Fears kid, I mean, you know, not that it's a package deal, but they would love to play together if that, that's going to be possible. And I know the coaches know that, but they love both of those kids as well.
1: Jeremy Fears, the twenty twenty-three point guard, is the Joliet native who plays now at La Lumiere, uh, the basketball powerhouse over in Indiana. And you've said before, kid, you know, you just mentioned on the boards this week. Just went to Michigan State, and and the dad said, "Yeah, like Indiana." And then the next comment, he talks about Illinois. The next, next, next I just,
6: year. yes, I just wish. I mean, it's nice because you know it's been a long time since kids have just and parents want to be there, and it was unique. I mean, when he was at Michigan a few weeks ago, on the way home, he called me right away. So the love is there. It's just a matter of timing and and making sure everything is in the right, you know, and the right fit. But. I think Illinois is in the driver's seat with that kid for sure, and they definitely put themselves in a good situation with Boswell.
1: Right about the Saint Rita kids you mentioned, we've got some uh, visitors for this week.
2: Yeah, Chicago Saint Rita is, uh, has a really dynamic class of 2024. Yes, we're talking about kids of t- 2024, but they have three kids um, who are national kids. Um, they've got a point guard Jared Reyna, and then they've got a uh, two big guys who've really gotten all three have Illinois offers. Two big guys: uh, mores Johnson. Who's a 6'7 kind of hybrid forward, uh, just dynamic player. I really like him a lot. And then a the big guy, you know, a 6'8, six, 6'9 six, kid, James Brown, um, you know, and he, he actually could be on our TikTok because he's a good dancer, maybe. So maybe we could add him, James Brown. But no, James Brown, a excellent, you know, low post guy. He's just a true classic big guy. And he's he's been really impressive when you've watched him play uh, in the spring. And he's, all these kids are playing with, uh, Mean Streets now, uh, moving forward. They're playing at St. Rita, and they're going to play with Mean Streets, which, of course, has a great connection with uh, Illinois assistant coach Tim Anderson.
1: And, Ked, you mentioned uh, a football note as well, uh, a football recruit that um, you're pretty excited about.
6: I am. There's a guy I want fans to keep your eye on. His name is Peyton Kirkland, 2023 four-star. I don't know how this kid's not a five-star yet. This kid had 45 Division One offers, six, seven. 315-pound offensive tackle from Orlando, Florida. Wow. Uh, he he made his final 12 lists. And in, in that 12 list is Ohio State, Penn State, Texas, and Florida, and Clemson, Oklahoma. So they put themselves in a good situation. And this is close to home. So fans pay close attention to this one.
1: Always great stuff. We're gonna envision Ked riding out of on his horse back out of town again until next week. Kedrick Prince, AlaniGuys.com, director of recruiting. Heads recruiting roundup, and there he goes. Step back in your saloon. Tip your waitress. Yeah, take care. Thank you. I <laughs> don't know what to say. We get going on that kind of stuff. No, I don't. Just ahead, we'll hear more from Coach Bielema as he looks to right the wrongs of a four-game losing streak with the Charlotte 49ers in town. And in just a bit, Atlanta Guys football writer and analyst Matt Stevens drops in. We'll get his take on this weekend's game. This is the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular, and you're listening to the Alani Guys Radio Network.
5: Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rank create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you, too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation, 303-957-3092. That's Neon Rain at 303-957-3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com.
7: Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868, proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini, member FDIC. Paramedic,
5: firefighter. Police officer. Different job titles, one common goal, to keep communities safe. They all risk their lives every day responding to emergencies. Just because they accept their jobs can be hazardous, doesn't mean they have to be. Is your workplace safe for everyone? Learn more about the Put Yourself in Our Boots campaign at rboots.ca. This message brought to you by the John Petropolis Memorial Fund.
0: (laughs) You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
4: We have a, a difficult challenge this week in, in Charlotte, right? A team that's 3-1. Um, first game of the year, they beat Duke. Duke went on to uh, have success since that game, right? So uh, however you want to look at it, like that's a game that we looked at heavily, um, as well as their games of the past. and. Uh, Coach has done a nice job since he got there about instilling a mentality in them. They're a very confident group, play with a lot of energy and excitement on, on all three phases offense, defense, special teams. So uh, that's there. Uh, but I do think this game has to be made about us as players and coaches. We really want to make this it's here at home um, in front of our crowd, in front of the student section. It's been absolutely phenomenal.
1: That's Brett Bielema. As we continue here on the Sports Spectacular, uh, the casual fan would look at this as a reprieve. Uh, in the Illini schedule. That's just not uh, the way it is. The guys, is, as you mentioned earlier, this game really just as concerning as the UTSA game was a month ago.
2: Yeah, Charlotte's good. Uh, they're good enough. They've already shown they can beat Power 5 teams. Um, and uh, Illinois, uh, if it's a close game, Illinois really hasn't shown that, you know, they, they've got the ability to maybe pull these games out. Um, the one thing I will say, I, we, you know, you mentioned they're happy with the, being happy with the defense. I'm really impressed with Illinois defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters. A lot of times we pick on coaches and we say they did this wrong or that wrong. Ryan Walters has done a fantastic job bringing this team back from the depths of the Virginia game when it looked like, you know, the and the UTSA, they struggled in Virginia, they struggled. And then since then they've been really good. I mean, they've really competed. They've done a good job of scheming. They found ways to, you know, limit, you know, passing attacks, uh, you know he's been really impressive to me changed personnel changed uh, alignments just to make it to make it work and and he's finding a way and i think that's really impressive
3: well and i think the funny thing is is i remember as that staff was being put together that you were you were high on ryan as well at that time um i hate to give you any type of props because it just goes right to your head it's
2: true but my headphones don't fit now And it's not
3: a good look before they did fit. And, uh, but the, the bottom line is, 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 you know, we've got a defensive coordinator who's, who's doing the things that you would you would like to see. You know, if, if, if you can't win the games, you would like to make yourself be competitive throughout the games. And it seems to me that as much as I don't want a close victory, there's a part of me from my background as coaching that thinks it would be good for this team to have it come down to the final minute and pull one out for their own confidence and, and for their own development. I'm just not certain if there's a lot of Illini fans who are able to get that same type of development, because (laughs) it just, it's been very rough, but I think the team could use that as a logical step.
1: You know, to, to build on your point and what Brad made too, the first three games, they give up 34 points per game. The last two, 17. So the defense to Brad's point has adjusted. And I think Mike, it gets to your next point. The offense has to adjust and, and, and not to bash on one player or another, but as Brandon Peters, that guy, you know, you, you need to have a guy that that can throw the five yard out or the 10 yard out when you need something, Um, you know, you look at, I mean, we're going to talk to Matt Stevens here in a few minutes. And he made a comment that I think he's thrown for 280 yards in, in two games, I think, I mean, these last two games, you know the Purdue game was a game that you could win it, it, it was right there and so how do you how do you make up um if you don't have a vertical passing game um to get a win and or to to, to get yards and get points in the fourth quarter
2: Larry Larry, I have to disagree though Brandon Peters did a great job throwing the 10 yard out you, if you meant 10 yards out of bounds on second <laughs> third and fourth down last year you go so uh that's yes. yeah, 10 yards out of bounds so yes no uh Yeah, no, you're right. I think quarterback is such an important position in all levels of football, especially in college and professional football and college quarterbacks make a difference, man. You got an elite guy back there and you're going to be successful and um, you you don't have a guy back there who can make plays. I mean, it's going to be a struggle. I will say you can listen to Ryan Walters talk about his philosophy on one of my Sturdy for Thirties if you go back and look at it, and uh, and he had a, he talked a lot about you know what it, you know his background and how he developed and how he's had to change under different uh, coaching and uh, how, how excited it was to work with uh, Coach Bielema. So, you know, he I think he's a rising star in the coaching ranks.
3: Yeah, and I and I do think I agree with you guys. The quarterback position, if anybody hadn't figured that out. Um, you know all you need to do to understand the importance of a quarterback is take a look at New England this year um, you know they're they're sitting back there with you know arguably the greatest coach of all time uh, struggling because they don't have a quarterback and i would ask you find me the great coach who doesn't have at least one great quarterback associated with his his victories you know and and that's what you've got to get that position locked down be a transfer portal, uh, recruiting, kidnapping. I, mean, I don't know that it matters. You got to get, get a quarterback.
2: We're not advocating kidnapping anyone, just so we're clear.
3: So, so except, we're clear, we'll except sure. for
2: quarterbacks. Mike was joking. Don't email us <laughs> sure. yeah. unless you have a second string quarterback at Alabama that you could bring up here. We could take him. So, yes. um, but otherwise, uh, we would yes. not kidnap anyone.
3: Any second string quarterback at uh, Alabama, there is nil money available to be a guest on Illini, Guys.
1: Please <laughs> listen. third, um, I think uh, third string. Yeah, well, yeah, we're not picky. Walk on. <laughs>
2: Preferred walk-on,
1: maybe. I don't know. Whatever whatever you got. Yeah. Listen, the defense has done its job, and hopefully they'll do it again uh, against Charlotte, and uh, let's hope the offense can come together as well. Josh McCray, we'll talk more about him after a break as well. What a great game he had, and What a bright future he has in orange and blue. Hey, hang with us. Football writer and analyst Matt Stevens from IlliniGuys.com is coming up next. He had some pretty pointed articles about this program this week.
0: We'll get his thoughts when the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com, continues. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Guys radio network. You're listening to The Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys radio network. Now, let's get back to the studio.
1: The Sports Spectacular, glad you're with us. Be sure to check in with us on IlliniGuys.com and follow us uh, on social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're not cool enough to, for, to be on TikTok yet, but we're working on that, right? Been working
2: on my dance moves. I, I've been working on my TikTok dances. So maybe I'll create my own. Mike and I can do our combined TikTok dance.
3: Yeah, that go. would be illegal in 48 states.
2: There you go. But <laughs> not in Illinois, so we're okay.
1: <laughs> it would go viral.
3: <laughs> yeah, viral is a it good caused, word for it. It would too. cause
2: a virus. It,
3: <laughs> would, perhaps. it would. The Illini Gaitis virus. There
1: you go. Uh, Larry Smith, Brad Sturdy, Mike Gaitis. we still joined by uh, Illini guys, uh, football writer and analyst uh, Matt Stevens. Uh, Matt, we were talking to you here uh, in the break, and so glad you stayed with us. Uh, to actually be on air when this is actually people can hear you. Hey, want to start with an article you wrote this week on IlliniGuys.com and uh, talking about the the football 101 that Brett Bieleman laid out for the media and invited guests back in the summer. And you were saying that this is the philosophy that he's sticking with.
7: It was my – technically, I like to look at it as my first day as a member of the Illini Guys organization. Uh, I know the press release says it was two days later, but – I got to meet my boss, Mike Cagley, and sit right next to him in a meeting room, and right next to him was Kendrick Prince, and Brett Bielema put up a graphic that said, here's why field position is one of the most important things in football, and I kind of looked at everybody and went, he's trying to tell us what he's going to do while he's here, and sure enough, the last couple of weeks, he's done exactly what he said he wanted to do, and I've tried to lay out mathematically, look, it, I get the analytics to say, go for it. I get the analytics to maybe say James, send James McCord out there on Saturday, like this past Saturday and West Lafayette, to maybe try that field goal. I can't justify what he did at Purdue. I can justify what he did at Maryland because I just don't think he thought those last two drives were going to be as, or at least the last offensive drive was going to be as catastrophic as it was. Um, but I, I I can't justify what he did against Purdue. But he he is using his version of what he thinks is complimentary football. And it's called, I don't mind the defense trying to go win me a football game. And I don't know, like, I, I, I don't agree with it. But if you, if you want to use the logic of which side of the ball was playing really, really well on Saturday at ross Age Stadium, it was the Illinois defense, because it sure wasn't the Illinois offense. So um, from that standpoint, and I don't know what the status of Josh McCray was at that point, because he'd come out of the ball game and he had been dealing with a shoulder thing in the second half. And that's why you saw a little bit of Jakari Norwood, but yeah, I mean, I just thought I'd just point out to Illini fans who just wanted to tattoo me the first week that I I joined on the boards that, Hey, this is a six, seven, eight win football team. And I'm like, no, it's not like, and not only that, but like, he told you exactly who he was and what he was and what he was about. And you were cool with it and you were excited about it. And now you're mad at it. Like, so either that's a you problem or you weren't on board to begin with, like, let's say Mike wasn't on board with Bruce Weber from day one. That's now a Brett Bielema problem. That's not a you problem. But if you were on board from day one and now you're mad at him for doing stuff that Brett Bielema has always done, that's a you problem. It's not a Brett Bielema problem. That's that's kind of my argument. And I don't know, like I had I got a call on the message boards it's like a mix of logic and therapy, which I don't know if I'm qualified for that. But yeah, sure. I'll, I'll take it. I don't know
2: yeah i just i just feel like you know you can look at analytics you can say this that that but i feel like you gotta that was just one of those things that's difficult to process in a three-point game to give up you know even if you have field, just giving up the ball and in in that and you're in, you're in a territory where you can attack i mean you're on the 34 yard line i just feel like you gotta attack but hey he told us who he was that's who he is so now we just got to hope that works out because I think if he has a better offensive line, a bigger guys, I think if he has a, you know, a better quarterback, then we're not going to have these same arguments because I think he's going to be and a better defense, a more experienced defense. Uh, I don't think we're going to have these conversations. We're going to be in a better place. Maybe we'll win that game, you know, nine, to nine to six or well, 12 to nine.
3: And and I just keep thinking of watching Josh run Behind a traditional Wisconsin-sized and talent level offensive line, you know it was funny because he had a he had a couple moves there where where he kind of took his shoulders away and made guys miss instead of just running them over, and uh, I was just like, holy cow! It reminded me a little bit of Marcus Dupree. Obviously, he's not Marcus Dupree, but it reminded me of some stuff he was doing to Arizona State back in one of the first Fiesta Bowls for Oklahoma. I, I had a flashback and, and, you know, seeing him with an offensive line like Wisconsin had under Coach B would be really entertaining and fun.
2: Half of our listeners have no idea who Marcus Dupree is, Mike. I just want you to be aware of that. 19,
3: yeah, probably the
2: 1983,
3: maybe a freshman Probably yes. the best freshman running back I've ever seen. And he was includes, fantastic. That includes Herschel Walker and Bo Jackson. I mean, he yeah. was that amazing. I
2: wouldn't go past Herschel, but, you know. Yeah, he's great, pretty
1: good. great ESPN 30 for 30 on Marcus Dupree. For those yes. uh, who haven't seen it, highly recommend it. Um, but, Matt, you know, and Matt, to, I mean, to, to Mike's point, boy, Josh McCray um, is the real deal. It's hard to believe that that SEC coaches only wanted him as a linebacker.
7: Yeah, I, I've said this on our, our boards, and I think I kind of kind of pointed it out when I wrote the story a week ago about Josh. When I was able to sit down with Jed Kennedy, I've known Jed for years. He, he used to be the head coach at Brookfield Central High School in Wisconsin, um, and was the head coach over in Kenosha when Kosha Bradford, when he was coaching a guy by the name of Melvin Gordon, who you know that's how he got on Brett Bielema's radar. Basically, was he he funneled Melvin Gordon to Wisconsin, um, and and. It's not talking to me, Larry, only in the sense that we still have coaches that are addicted to the stopwatch. And so when you time Josh in any kind of cone drill or shuttle drill or 40 yard dash time, he's not impressive. And you put on the tape and you go, OK, that's a tailback. I mean, I can work with that. And I still think there are SEC coaches that are like, well, if you don't run a four or five, I can't play at tailback, man. Like, and that's kind of where Josh lives right now. What I was really impressed with on Saturday was, and it's kind of something I, I documented in our, in our film review is I think Illinois is blocking it up in the run game about as well as they can, especially this zone scheme that Bart Miller's kind of figured out if I can get, take a guy and turn him um, that gives a hole for Josh McCray. And he's really done a great job of sticking his foot in the ground and then going North and South. And there are a lot of guys on the Illinois roster, and there are a lot of freshmen early on that will run with their head down, and not run with vision. Josh runs with vision. Um, and he's going to be a superstar for Brett Bielema and this Illini program as he continues to get older and continues to develop, and, and they figure out a way to use him more. I was impressed with Tony Peterson walking into Ross-Ade Stadium and going, you know what, I think we ought to give the ball to number zero about 20 times today, and that was the first time they had done that, and I, I was really impressed that they they decided to do that, and they've also, you know, in a, in a, in a world where Chase Brown's still not 100% healthy, they figured out some, some misdirection and some, you know, combination stuff with Jakari Norwood that I thought was really, really interesting. The run game wasn't that bad. They averaged almost six yards of carry in the second half against Purdue. It's just, they don't have any compliment in the vertical passing game right now. And and that's, that's making them basically kind of try to play with one handed um, on offense. And that's, that's not going to work in a, in a power five league.
1: Yeah. That's a great point. And I think too, like you mentioned with, uh, I was, I was thrilled to see him, like you said, identify one back, make him the guy get into a rhythm And that worked. And it was a thing of beauty to watch him all day long. We're going to enjoy Josh McCray a lot of Saturdays uh, with the Illini. Hey, stay with us. We've got more with Matt as we count down to kickoff. Illinois hosting Charlotte in their final non-conference game on the schedule. This is the Illini guys. Sports Spectacular.
7: Growing your family. Opening your own business. Retiring to travel. Leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of
1: the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else, with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com.
5: a Free consultation 303 957 3092. That's Neon Rain at 303 957 3092. Or visit them at neonrain.com.
1: The Sports Spectacular continues. Uh, Illinois Charlotte. We mentioned the floor meeting for the first time. Matt Stevens, football writer, analyst for IlliniGuys.com is still with us. Uh, Matt, let's just uh, let's turn our attention to the 49ers. What can you tell us about uh, about Charlotte?
7: Well, they, they they have a really dynamic offense in the sense that they, they, they really have a have a quarterback named Chris Reynolds, who, you know, he's kind of a smallish kind of guy that is at Charlotte for a reason in terms of recruiting and then. Has thrown for thousands and thousands of yards in his career at Charlotte under Wheel Healy and what they what they brought over there. It's a it's a uh, it's a high powered offense. Uh, they they try to try to throw it around a lot. Uh, they 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 it's going to be another test for this Illinois secondary. But based off of what they've done the last two weeks against Mike Loxy's offense and Jeff Brom's offense, I think they're prepared for it. I think they'll be fine. Uh, it's I, I heard you guys in the earlier segments. Um, there is a I, I i there's a sense that i agree with you in the sense that talent for talent player for player on both sides of the ball i think it's a pretty equal balance um i think that illinois is not going to be uberly more talented than charlotte because will Healy's built, built a really good program there at charlotte and i've said it before and i'll say it again he's been really really close whether it was the tennessee job or the missouri job if it doesn't go to eli drinkwitz or the tennessee job doesn't go to Josh Heupel. Guess what? They were gonna they were gonna come knocking on Will Healy's door. If, if Lane Kiffin had not, you know, basically been the guy at Ole Miss, I think they'd eventually maybe would have gotten down the line to Will Healy. So here's a guy who's trying to position himself for the next possible, you know, middle tier ACC, SEC job to come up. And right now he's got Charlotte at three and one and playing good football. And he's on his way to, you know, doing that again, if there were ever a job like that were to pop up. But they, they do have, talent it's just it's under recruited talent because of you know just the (laughs) physic just the physical you know on paper what what these kids look like chris reynolds is not a kid you would ever expect to be a big time quarterback at a major at a major school but then he gets to a place like charlotte where he can develop and and do some really cool things and and now he's throwing for thousands of yards so is going to have their hands full and i i i think there's a reason why they're a 10-point favorite but i don't think it's necessarily going to be a blowout on saturday afternoon
2: Speaking of, you know, big-time quarterbacks, let's talk about the Illinois quarterbacks. Um, I, I got a question. Like, okay, we know Brandon Peters has struggled. Sitkowski's, you know, has some limitations, obviously. I, I got to believe that eventually – when do you turn the table and go, hey, I'm going to give Samari Collier, who's 18 years old, a chance to play? When do you do that? Because he's got some athleticism. He's got some arm. He's got. When, when do you make that change, or do you just – Wait till next year and, and see what happens.
7: Short of, like if you were to do it like based off of like a track man, like velocity and all that kind of stuff, who throws a, who throws the best ball? I think he throws the second best ball on this team short of Brandon Peters if you were to major it on like a track man system, if anybody's familiar with like golf or whatever. Um, and so from that standpoint, they're really excited about Samari, but I don't know how much of the playbook you can run with him right now. Now there's an argument. I don't know how much to play with you can run with Brandon Peters or Art <laughs> I get it. I understand well, it. The back, of the that. third. Let me let me be very clear. The third string quarterback is Ryan Johnson, who is a walk on Division three transfer from Northern Michigan, who's played football for the last three years at a program. They're just not sure. Look, Brad, I get the idea of let's see what you got with the kid, and it's kind of the Karan Taylor effect of just roll the ball out there and see what you can do, son. Like one of those deals, right? But you may lose to Charlotte doing that. And I, I think they feel like if they play complimentary football with the quarterbacks that they have right now, and that they, they've, they've worked with and in preseason camp and throughout this season, they might be able to beat win on Saturday. And, and I, I do appreciate the idea that Brett Bielema is not packing it in and just trying to develop players, regardless of wins and losses. He said that on Monday that, if we can try to still win football games, we're going to do that. And we're going to play the best people that they give us a chance to win. I don't think they feel like Samari is at that level yet, but that they're definitely excited about him as a potential guy that could, you know, be in the mix come next spring.
3: There's, there's no doubt about that. Well, I will tell you that the fact that he's 18 would not stop me from playing him just from the simple standpoint of, we've got our most experienced quarterback who has literally locked eyes with an offensive lineman and thrown him a pass and completed it to he the. was
2: open. I, he well, he defense, was open and was he had good open. hands. Okay. It was so a great catch. It was,
3: it was. And I can tell you is one of the worst quarterbacks in the history of Muhammad Seymour football that you, at some point you've got to get somebody out there who can move the ball. And with, with, you know, Josh McCray being so effective, at some point this season, if Brandon Peters and Art Sikowski just can't do it, they've got to try to see what's going on. Otherwise, you can be like Bill Belichick and sit on the sidelines without Tom Brady and lose games.
7: Yeah, Mike, I, to your point, I think definitely let's say they start Brandon on Saturday and let's, see that, let's say that that's the direction they go. I, I, I do think the, the leash is very short. I I, I think they went into Saturday in West Lafayette at Purdue with no indication that they were going to go to the backup quarterback. I don't get the sense this week that there's that kind of indication. And I understand that the physical tools of Art Sikowski aren't overwhelming, but I do feel like given the right set of circumstances and given the running game that can maybe complement what he can do in the pass game, there's a chance to move the football there. I mean,
3: if you you want to just throw – It would just throw a five yard pass to a tight end after Josh McCray has run over 43 people. Yeah. You know, and
7: there's a sense that if you have a running game that's very, very uh, effective, especially on early downs, which is what they want to do anyway, there's a chance that you can dink and dunk it with Art Sitkowski if you need to. Um, The problem with Art is there's not a whole lot of confidence that you can go, you can stretch the field vertically down the field which is what I think they ought to do a little bit more with like a Deuce fan I agree. And a, and a Pat Bryant and some other guys that they, and I don't think Casey Washington has the ability to get a whole lot of separation. And I don't think Isaiah is a prime enough, big enough target to make that work, but there's a way to dink and dunk it with Art Sikowski to move the football. And they've proven that before. My example being they, they did. I mean, I, he wasn't, John Elway, and he didn't knock anybody's socks off. Otherwise, he would still be the starting quarterback. But he he did lead Illinois to 30 points against UTSA. So there's an idea that you can score points with Art Sikowski at quarterback. And I think that there's definitely a possibility they could go there if Brandon struggles. If that's the direction they go, because I, I I literally, as we're recording this, have no in have no intel as to what Illinois is planning to do under center for the foreseeable future.
1: Well, let's <clears throat> when you think about it, uh, they scored 30 points. With Sikowski, 30 points with Sikowski, 14 points with Sikowski, and then the last two weeks. So you, know, you make that argument. Yeah, we got to leave it there, yeah. unfortunately, uh, time wise. Uh, Matt Stevens, Illini Guys football writer and analyst. Always great stuff on guys.com. Appreciate you coming in, and we'll definitely check out uh, uh, your stuff, your post game stuff after the game uh, against the 49ers. Have a good one, guys. Appreciate it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Stay with us. Much more to come here. This is the Alani Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by the IlliniGuys.com. You're listening to the Alani Guys Radio Network. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows, or door, worn-out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an a rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000, that's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000, mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions.
0: We all make more than 35,000 decisions a day. Most are small, but some can be life-changing.
7: When it comes to taking care of yourself, the most important choices can be hard to make, like having a tough conversation instead of ignoring a buddy's call.
0: Or being there for support, not assuming things will just get better. Make the decision to be there for the veterans in your life, for your community, for yourself. Learn more at BeThereForVeterans.com. You're listening to the sports spectacular powered by Illini on the Illini guys radio network. Now let's get back to the studio.
1: <laughs> uh, the things you guys missed during commercial break back here. Uh, final few minutes of the Illini guys sports spectacular. Listen, uh, it's Illinois, Charlotte uh, line. I try to snap a, a four game slide. That's in football again, 11 a.m. kickoff Memorial stadium. And it can be seen on the big 10 network let's talk basketball because the men's basketball team probably going to start the season ranked in or near the top 10 Brad's journey. They began practice this week. Tell us something good about this team and and what we know so far after a few practices.
2: Boy, they're, they're really good. They're very deep. They have size. They have their guard play is fantastic. Um, You know, I'm, I'm really excited about this season. These guys are very good. They have, all this, they have all the positions they need. You know They can shoot the ball well from the outside. They obviously have the inside game with Kofi, and um, they've got the great point guard, and, and they've got some guys who can you know, stretch the defense. I mean, this is really uh, – and they're old, so they're not relying on a lot of young guys. It's going to be hard for the young guys even to get on the floor much because they're so deep and talented. And this is a team that has a chance to make a Final Four run.
3: Who do you think is going to uh, really stretch the defense for this team?
2: Well, if you, there are multiple days when uh, Alfonso Plummer is the best player on the floor, um, there where he's been one of the, he's been a leading scorer for them in practice because Uh-oh. that dude can shoot the ball. He's got great range, and you know he he gets on a, He'll get on a heater, and sometimes you just it's just it's hard to stop. And so you have a guy like him spotted up, and now when Andre Corbello goes to penetrate, what what do you do? I mean, what, how do you, do you, you, you slack off Kofi or do you leave the shooter open? What, what are you going to do there? Well, it's really hard to guard.
1: You know, and that's something too, where we, the, you think about it in terms of the weapons, I see DeMonte Williams when he volunteered to come off the bench to get Grandison in and now he was a weapon. You know, we forget about the three threes he had early in the Ohio state game that kept him in the game um, early on. How about the chemistry on this team? Do you sense any issues in terms of guys understanding what their role is and, uh, and being everyday guys day in, day out. I
2: think that they all get it um, so far. I mean, one of the guys, I mean, we've talked about some of the, I I think the culture is present. Now the culture is there to be that everyday guy, to bring it in. I'm going to give you a great example. I was talking, Brandon Podzemski is a kid who came in in June and everybody thought, you know, he kind of had high, high expectations or aspirations. And, Got taken down a peg as a freshman. You come in and I've got Trent Frazier guarding me now, who's probably the best defensive perimeter defender in the Big Ten. And that's that's not sometimes fun. Well, <laughs> Podzimski is the but Podzimski spends so much time in the gym. I mean, they're talking about how this dude, this kid is in there all the time working on his game. He just has that mentality, and that's the culture. He's in there at midnight. He's in there at one AM getting shots up. Whenever he can, he just he's constantly working on his craft and it's impressive. So that's the kind of thing you have. And I think when you have that, it, you know, it's trickled down from guys like Frazier and Williams who are willing to they want to win. You know, Plummer's the same way. He came here to win. Kofi came back to win. Curbelo is here to win. So the, it's trickled down um, from everybody.
3: What are you seeing um, or hearing about them on the defensive end of the court? Because it seems like this is a team that's got the personnel to really cause some havoc on that end of the court as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously Trent Frazier's a great defender on the ball and off the ball. You know, he's just a fantastic defensive player guard. But you ha- now you bring off, a, you know, last year you bring off a Georgie, and I, I love Georgie. You know, he did some great things. But now you bring in Omar Payne, who is six foot ten. There was a play um, he had the other the other day, and where you know just had everybody. He blocked a shot off the backboard, ran the floor, caught a du- caught an oop and dunked it. I mean, just six ten athlete who can run the floor. Just and he's a defensive presence. Um, He's going to be great at defending the rim. Coleman Hawkins has been really good at defending the rim. And, of course, we know they have this 7-foot, 285-pound man-child who is pretty good under there around the basket, too, and Kofi Coburn.
3: How's how's Corbello's outside shot looking?
2: Yeah, it's been good. I I think it's improved. He's always shot the ball well in practice. That's always been a weird thing where now he just has to adjust the game. I think he's going to be fine. Everything's slowed down for him. Um, I think he's going to stack, you know, I think with all these guys – The hard part is making that adjustment. You see Trent Frazier, Demonte Williams, those guys are old. Jacob Grandison, Plummer, those guys, you know what you're getting from them every day. Now it's for those young guys who are making that transition. Rich Curbelo, maybe it's four out of five days. Now he's got to be five out of five days where he's always going to be locked in. And same thing with the Coleman Hawkins and people like that, making that next step to get there.
1: You know, I think that's the thing. I've got about 30 seconds here, Brad. That's the thing with with this team that I think gives them an edge over most of the other teams in college basketball. To your point, they're an old team who they know who they are. They've had some level of success at this level, um, and the coaches know what they can do. And so it makes scheming, game planning, adjustments, all that changes what it was even just a couple of years ago for Underwood and his staff.
2: Yeah, no question. I, I think you're uh, you, you, you're seeing the benefits of maybe those those last two years of winning when they, they built that culture, that everyday guy mentality. A big part of that, he's not here. I would assume it was a big part of building that culture and helping him get to there. But to that point, but I think now they, they move on and you can see a transition when you can lose a player like Io and remain a top 10 team that tells you your program's going in the right direction.
3: Absolutely. And they've got that chip on their shoulder and a reason to come back with a vengeance this year.
1: Yeah, no question about that. And remember, they were 3-0 and when Iowa was down last year, and Corbello is only better this year. Uh, that does it. It's hard to believe how fast two hours goes by here in the Atlanta Guys Sports Spectacular. Big thanks to our guests. This week, Mike Pearson, the former Illinois Sports Information Director, the Illini Assistant Basketball Coach Jeff Alexander, hopefully the first of many times that he stops by and talks to us. Don't forget to check out the 30 for 30 podcast involving the and with the entire interview that Brad and Mike did with Coach Alexander. Also, Tim Sinclair, the Muhammad graduate, the Muhammad Seymour graduate, Muhammad native starting his second season uh, as the Bulls PA announcer stopping by Great Laugh's. Uh, with him as well. Don't forget alaniguys.com, free seven-day trial. Check out with the best insider information. We are just getting started. And uh, don't forget we'll have very soon here looking at a possible midnight madness kind of event for the Illini basketball. We're we'll talking about that in the in the days to come. For uh Patrick Quinn on the board, for Matt Stevens, Kedrick Prince, Mike Cagley, Brad Sturdy, I'm Larry Smith. Thanks for listening to the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by the com. We'll see you next week. Go Illini. I-L-L.
0: I-N-I. This has been a presentation of LMBC Sports, LLC, and JM Talent Productions. We'll be back next week on the Illini Guys Radio Network on these same stations across Illinois.